0: Chat, converse, rant, rave, whatever you call it. Do it on the Talk Shop, only on SAFM.
1: It's five minutes after eight. You're still on the Talk Shop on SAFM. South Africa's news and information leader. Tweet me at Naledi Moleo. Moleo is spelled M-O-L-E-O or tweet at SAFM radio. Let's get into the relationship corner now. We're talking fubbing. Fubbing or phone snubbing is when you're in the company of your other half. And they spend most of their time on the phone. Or well, perhaps you're the culprit. How does that actually affect your relationship? Give us a call 0891104207, and what are you doing about it? 0891104207, or send your SMS to 34701. I have in studio Mia Von Shaw, a transformational coach, a motivational speaker, and author. Mia, welcome back to the Talk Show.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Have you? I mean, you work with a lot of couples, obviously. Yes. Has fobbing been a, an, an issue that you've dealt with quite a lot? Look, it comes up in every relationship. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it is it a big thing, though? I mean, it's just a phone, for goodness sake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. It really does depend on how you look at it. Um, it depends on your perception of mm. what's going on. So... You know, if you perceive it as being something that's threatening to your relationship, as threatening to your sense of self, then it is going to be a big thing. Yeah. You know, other people are not bothered by it. A yeah. couple may be sitting at a restaurant, they're both on their phones and no one's really stressed about it.
1: But what do we do in a restaurant when we see a couple doing that? When we see a couple sitting together and they're both on their phones, we all go, why can't they just talk to each other? <laughs> <No idea." laughs> yes. That's what we all think. So clearly there is a detachment that even the outside world is, is recognizing. And if we're both
2: fubbing each other, do we see that we are detached? I don't think so. Mm. And actually, I don't even like the word fubbing mm. because it actually implies that There's this deliberate snubbing of the other person And I don't think that's the case I think in 90% of cases It's actually people are just unconsciously Getting drawn into their phones And the phones are designed to do that You know, they've got little flashing lights And little red numbers telling you That you've got messages waiting for you And they beep and make noises And they're actually designed to have you get drawn into it and you can't really help yourself. Yeah. You know, you yeah. you having this conversation but out the corner of your eye you can see that there's now five messages. <laughs> you know? So yeah. anybody will get drawn into that. Mm. I mean, I look at myself, you know, I realized I was doing this to my kids a lot. And It's just this little thing, you know, out the corner of your eye and then you pick it up and have a quick look and, you know, you keep detaching from the relationship, from the person that you're with. And eventually what I did was actually switch off all notifications. So it's not there that little thing in the corner of your eye or that little beep in the background actually isn't there Mm. and then you don't get drawn into it
1: yeah but then you have to make the decision you're only really going to make the decision once you realize what it's doing I mean you saying it happened with my kids and I thought no no I I had to switch off my notifications now in a romantic relationship You've got a lot more factors at play there because you have perhaps a husband who who really wants to share his day with you, and you're saying, no, no, hold on, I just got a, a WhatsApp from from Mia. Let me, let me just look at this, and I'll get back to you. But I haven't I haven't been with you the whole day. I want to get calls. How do you feel when that happens? If your wife or your husband is. Spending too much time on the phone and you feel like, you know, give me some of your attention. O eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. What does that, that, that partner feel like when when they really
2: want to chat to you, they want to connect with you? Well, anyone is gonna feel a little bit disconnected mm-hmm. and um just not important Mm. really and that's what we're looking for in our relationships Mm. we're looking for that sense of affirmation that we're okay and that we are noticed and that somebody cares Mm. and when somebody says to you well actually this person on the other side of the planet or the other side of the city here on my phone is more important than you who are actually present here with me then that can feel bad. Now you need to have a conversation about it
1: and some of these conversations can go from, could you just get off your phone and talk to you for and talk <laughs> to me for a moment? So the conversation needs to happen, but it, it, you you need to communicate
2: it in a way that says that look. I feel neglected. Yes. Yeah. And that's always important when we communicate with somebody else is to start with, how do I feel? Mm. Because you can't argue how I feel, mm. you know. And a lot of the time, as I was saying, people are not realizing they're doing this or they're not realizing the effect it's having on the other person. Yeah. So instead of, if you come and attack, you're going to get defensiveness you you are I mean yeah. it's just basic, we get then go into fight or flight and you've triggered something primal, and the conversation's basically over, yeah, but if you come in with this is how I feel, then it just opens up a pathway for communication. Mm. And there you can just say, you know, this is how I feel when you are on your phone. Yeah. I feel like I'm not important to you or I feel like you're not noticing me or you don't have time for me. You know, and that may just open up for the other person an awareness of their own behavior, which mm. they didn't have before. Mm. Let me open up the lines and find out what you're doing about it in your relationship.
1: 891 104207 That's 891 104207 Or send your SMS to four.
0: Jabu, my sister, you know I'm worried about my legal problem.
1: How will I afford a lawyer? Why don't you call Legal Aid South Africa? They assist those accused of crimes and with cases such as maintenance and evictions at no cost. Seriously? You can visit the offices which are available around the country or call the toll-free Legal Aid Advice Line on 0800-110-110. you've helped me. Call Legal Aid Advice Line on 0800-110-110.
0: Legal Aid South Africa. Your voice for justice. Hey, Vusi,
1: he, my oh, check this out. I see on the Corruption Watch Twitter feed that in the last twenty years, seven hundred billion rand has been lost to corruption in South Africa, my oh. Huh? Seven hundred billion? Hey, what did you do with it? am Out with two hundred and forty million swimming pools. And listen here, and one fire station. We often laugh about it, but corruption is no joke. In a corrupt society, all essential services are affected. Schools, hospitals, even fire stations become run down and start to fail. Let's report corruption. Visit corruptionwatch.org.za or call the toll-free hotline on 0800 023 456.
0: Our best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-207. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
1: The Minister of Higher Education and Training, Dr. Bladen Zimande, will engage various stakeholders in robust discussions at the second Higher Education Summit. Delegates set to attend are leading academics, government and student leaders As well as members of parliament The summit will focus on funding for academically deserving students Poor institutional culture, the language policy And students' accommodation SAFM will broadcast live from the event The summit runs from the 15th, so that's today Until the 17th of October at the ICC in Durban The Deputy President of South Africa, Mr Cyril Ramaphosa opened the summit today
0: Now Lady Muleo on SAFM
1: so we're talking about fubbing or phone slabbing or phone snubbing. It's when uh, you're in the company of your other half and they spend most of the time on their phone. Now listen to this. New research suggests that 22%, 22.6% say it causes conflict and 366 says it makes them feel depressed. So how big of a factor is fubbing in your relationship and what are you doing about it? Give us a call, 0891-104-207 or send your SMSs to 34701. I have uh, an SMS here that says, Phones steal quality time. We must be careful as lovers, as lovers. That's triple F in fray hate. <laughs> so, what 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 should we be doing? I mean, do you should we be getting home and switching off our phones? Because
2: ultimately, you know, we've got things to do though. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on your personal situation. So, you really want to look at what is the real reason that the person is on the phone? Mm. You know, because it may be work. I know a lot of people are very tied to their work through their phones. And for many people, work doesn't stop at 5 o'clock. Mm. You know, it goes on and they need to be available and they may be checking for work updates or deadlines or anything like that. Um it may be social, it may be sport. I mean there's many things people turn to their phones for, but you want to get behind that the real reason that people are getting onto their phones. Mm. Um, you know, I, I like to look at something with my clients called fact or fiction, and the fact is the person is on the phone. That's the fact. Mm -hmm. The fiction is that that means they don't care about me or they don't love me or something like that. So we make up a whole story in our minds about what does it mean that they're on the phone. And then we get defensive and hurt and depressed about it when actually they had some emergency at work that they're following up on. Right. You know, so we need to really get into, again, communication with the person. What is going on? Why are you on the phone all the time? Yeah, you know what are you checking up on? If it's just Facebook updates and stuff, you know then then maybe we need to have a conversation about where are the boundaries right and and what
1: should some of those boundaries be? I mean because at some point we need to start setting um you know we need to start saying. 10 o'clock is cut-off time no cell phones at 10 o'clock because now we're you know it's it's family time it's time to be lovers in the bedroom or whatever it may be but what are some of the boundaries that we should be setting when have you gone too far
2: well i think each couple is going to have to decide that for themselves based Mm -hmm. on their own circumstances but general things we can look at is for instance meal times sit down to a meal together do you need the phone if it's a half an hour, 45 minutes that you're sitting down. You know, can you do without it for that time? Mm. Certainly if you're out on a date. I mean, if you're going date night with your husband, you've left the kids with a sitter or something, really, you can switch it off. Yeah. So you need to make commitments to each other that at certain times, we're going to have tech-free time. mm And even with families, we do this, you know, have um, a technology-free day where everyone switches off the phones and the computers and the iPads and everything and just connects with each other on a real human level.
1: Yeah. It's shocking that we have to make time to connect on a real human level.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Taking your calls on 891 104207. So here's a thought. Obviously, I read up a bit on, you know, on fubbing and, and what's really, what people are saying across the world. And one of the main questions that came up was, does fubbing actually lead to a decline in relationship satisfaction? Or do already unhappy partners ignore each other in favor of their phones?
2: Yes. Now, Mm. that's a really good point Mm. because it can work either way. You know, you can have that person who's unconsciously just slipping into time on their phone and that can damage a relationship um, if it's not communicated. Mm. And then on the other hand, you have people who are turning to their phone because they're not satisfied in the relationship perhaps or they're not satisfied in their life. Because what they've shown through research now is that um, when you get likes, for instance, on your Facebook post Mm. that you've done, it actually triggers a release of dopamine in your system. So you get a little like a little mini high okay, (laughs) from your likes or your little um, response to your WhatsApp post or whatever it is. Um, And it's the same thing that we get when we are infatuated with someone at the beginning of a relationship. So when you infatuate with someone at the beginning of the relationship, it's actually a dopamine fix. Mm. And that's not love it's infatuation Mm -hmm. we've got to differentiate um so what can often happen is that in the beginning of the relationship you're getting that nice dopamine fix from your partner and it's all new and exciting and wonderful and then it gets boring and you've been in it for a while and you're not getting that anymore so now you're looking for your dopamine fix from somewhere else Mm. and you can definitely get it from interacting with your phone with your social media um but the thing with this is that the people looking for the dopamine fix are people who are not satisfied in their lives in general, right. who are not living their purpose, who don't have something meaningful that they're waking up for every day. So you want to look at, on the one hand, is it the relationship that's mm. failing and that's causing that? But it might not be you. So we don't want to jump to conclusions that it's you and it's your relationship and we need to go solving that problem. Right. When it may be that the individual themselves is just not feeling fulfilled in their life.
1: Mm. And so as a partner, you need to start thinking about all of those factors. It might not be you. It might yes. not be the person isn't isn't completely happy with what's going on in their life. Give us a call. Oh wait, nine one one zero four two zero seven. How do you deal with with fubbing in your relationship? Is it is it even a big factor? I mean, I've I've heard it said over and over again, especially by the older generations. You know, the BBTs, called them the born before technologies. So these <laughs> phones are going to ruin your relationships. These phones are going to damage your relationships. Is that too extreme?
2: Well, you know, on the other hand, you have phones that can connect you. Mm. So technology has connected us as well. We can now f- see people via Skype and things like that on the other side of the planet. Yeah. So where we used to have to send, and I remember this, I am aboard before technology, <laughs> <laughs> Um Where we used to write someone a letter and six weeks later they would get our letter (laughs) and they'd write back and they'd respond to something and then by then you'd so moved on you can't even remember what you wrote to them. So, you know, we've bridged a lot of those gaps through technology. Mm. We can phone people, we can connect with them throughout the day and even in our relationships, just a little text message here and there, hey, I love you, I'm thinking about you. These things can build relationships as well. So we don't want to assume that technology is bad and it's destroying relations and destroying communication mm. because it's building it as well. There's two sides.
1: Right. But then now now we have kids and you are trying to teach your children, you know, all the life lessons that you need to impart onto them. And these kids are always on their phones. And and parents are struggling because there's a sense that at least he's on his phone, he's not doing anything bad. You don't know what he's actually getting up to mm. on his phone. But you're also struggling to connect with this child. Is that a challenge? Where does that? Where do you actually start... You know, pulling the phone away from the child without, you know, having tantrums going off.
2: Well, look, by the time the kids get onto the phone, they, they're they usually in that 10 to 20 age gap mm. where socializing is one of their highest priorities. So if you do just start pulling the phone away, you are going to end up breaking your relationship with your child even more. Mm. Um, you you need to set some boundaries definitely whether it's in your relationship with your spouse or with your kids we need to have boundaries because that shows a self-respect you know for us mm. we've got to be looking after our own interests as well um but I think they've got to be agreed upon by everyone who's involved mm. so if you're with your children or with your spouse to say look I'm, I really feel that we need some time where we're connecting one on one where it's not a time for technology and agree on when are we going to do that can we have meal times that are free of technology and maybe one day on the weekend or is it over breakfast you know when are we going to have time to connect to see what's going on in each other's lives yeah. and just have everyone agree on that and i think you know most kids if they understand the reason behind why you're doing it they tend to be compliant mm. it's when you lay down a law that just is well because i'm the parent and i said so that's when you get the rebellion <laughs> you're
1: gonna get trouble then you're gonna get into a lot of trouble but now um just a few fun questions right? should you be facebook friends with your partner
2: I would say yes. It would be a bit weird if you weren't. <laughs> I mean, I think about how much we share on Facebook these days. Yeah. You know, of our lives and our pictures and things. I think it would be quite strange if you weren't friends.
1: Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of the arguments have come that, um, you know, a lot of insecurity can come out of seeing what you were both doing on social media.
2: Yes. Yeah. Look, there again, and the same thing comes when we're talking about the fubbing, is your reaction to that is about you. Mm. It's not about the other person. And a lot of what you talk about when you look at people who are suffering from depression, for instance, because of this phone snubbing, that is a problem with that person, mm. not with the other. Mm. So there's issues with self-worth, um, um, issues with you know valuing yourself and being able to lay down rules and boundaries around how you want to interact Um, so there I would say that people then need Get help for yourself Right Find out why you're so triggered by that Because you should be able to see your partner Having fun and being with other friends And if you're so insecure in yourself And in your relationship Then that's something that needs to be worked on mm.
1: There's an SMS here from Conzi That says Now lady, those letters that arrived six weeks later Were full of real love Not, not fake SMSs <laughs> <laughs> I but, don't know I've had
2: some, some SMSs that were definitely full of real love <laughs> Yeah,
1: there's been some real love whatsapps that i've received as well you know a whatsapp or a tweet that showed some real love taking your calls on 0891 how big of a factor is fubbing so phone snubbing in your relationship and what are you doing about it does your partner spend too much time on the phone Uh, and do you feel neglected by that is that something that you've tried to address what happened when you tried to address it? 891 104207 to give us a call or send your SMS to 34701. I'm available on Twitter. I won't fub you, Mia, I promise. But my phone is in front of me so I can check my tweets. Tweet at Naledi moleo. You can also tweet at SAFM Radio. I'm chatting to Mia Von Shah. She's a transformational coach, a motivational speaker, and an author.
0: If you're worried about your financial future, thinking about life insurance, saving for retirement, not sure about investing for you and your family, what about your children's education? To answer all your questions, join me, Brian Hirsch, Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock.
1: Join me seeking Gaba daily weekdays on Market Update with MoneyWeb, where we discuss how the economy and business affect you and your wallet. That's Market Update with MoneyWeb weekdays at 6 p.m. on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
0: Every word in our constitution signifies a victory against inequality. So never underestimate the power of those words. Instead, Choose Choose to understand understand Section 23 of the Bill of Rights states that everyone has the right to fair labor practices Every worker has the right to form and join a trade union And every employer has the right to form and join an employer's organization SAFM, seize your power, know your rights This is a message from South Africa's news and information leader Chat, converse, rant, rave, whatever you call it do it on the talk shop only on SAFM
1: it's 25 past 8 we're in the relationship corner and I'm chatting to Mia Von Shah. she's a transformational coach, a motivational speaker and an author, we're talking about phone snubbing when you're within a relationship, how does it actually affect your relationship, I mentioned earlier that research suggests that 22% say it causes conflict but 36% said it made them feel depressed, now you said before the break there, that, that depression it's not because of the phone. That's, that's, that's If
2: you're feeling depressed, that's because of some of your own issues. Yes. Now, how do we get help? Well, you know, if you're feeling depressed about something like that, you want to look at where do these negative emotions actually come from? Mm. And depression specifically, when I start looking at it with my clients, is there's always some attachment to a fantasy. In other words, here's reality. Reality looks like this, and I want it to look like that, Mm. and it doesn't. Mm. You know, And then I feel depressed because it doesn't match up to my expectations. And that can be in a relationship as well. We have an expectation on the other person that, firstly, they may not be even aware of the expectation. Mm. But secondly, it may be an unrealistic expectation. Because what are we saying there? We're saying that we're expecting our partner to always be... Um, attentive mm. and present And listening to us And available for us when we need them And that's not actually realistic mm. Even if I look at um, Just an average Adult human being We are fully present Around about 3% of our lives So even if your partner Is not on the phone I promise you they are not always listening true It's true, <laughs> it's true they lost in their mind. You yeah. know, we go wandering off into the past and the future and imagination and thinking about work and stuff we've got to do. And we're not always there. Mm. So it's very seldom that you'll be sitting down with your partner and they are fully there listening to you attentively, taking in what you're saying. They may look like they are. And they may be going, mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> yes. But they're miles away. Yeah, so, so true. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that so
1: many times. It's actually quite sad. But I'm sure you've got exercises on how we can learn to be more attentive in our relationship, and then we'll, we'll you'll give us a few tips on, on our, what, what we do about the farming But first, how a few exercises that we could try perhaps in our relationships on how to become more attentive.
2: You know, becoming more attentive. Um, one of the things that I look at really is linking your your highest values. So what is important to you, what is important to me, mm. we've got to find out what those things are. So spend a bit of time with each other. Usually if you've been with your partner for a while, you'll know oh, what no. what's yeah. important to them, but it may take a bit of digging. Um, and then linking those two things, because what often happens in situations like this is that perhaps your partner's highest value is sport. You Mm. know, they love sport, they love the rugby, they love whatever. that's what they're interested in. And now they sit down to a conversation with you and your highest value is family. Mm. So you want to talk about the kids and the school and what's happening there, and there's a match-on, right? (laughs) Wrong time. Wrong time. Yeah. You know, so if you're aware of that, if you're aware of what's important to them, then you can say, hey, I realize there's a match-on right now. Why don't you go watch that? And when it's done can we hook up and have a conversation about the kids mm. um, just so that you're not if you try to draw somebody away from their highest value you are not going to get their full attention yeah. yeah so if we start looking at that and then finding ways or, or, or areas of overlap so if you and I have an area of overlap, something that interests both of us or that um, affects both of our highest values, then we can perhaps have discussions around that or we can do things together that are interesting to both of us. Mm-hmm. Instead of one partner, always trying to impose their values onto the other person. Right. Right, and and then and then now the phone snubbing. Okay. Yes. Give us a few tips. I mean,
1: you you suggested something during the break that could also be lots of fun. And if you if you're the biggest fubber in the relationship, it could cost you a lot of money as well.
2: <laughs> well, this is a game that gets played a lot um, it, amongst social groups more. So groups of friends go out for dinner, and what you'll do is you pile your phones in the centre of the table, and the first person to reach for their phone pays the bill. Oh, <laughs> So there's a very strong incentive to leave your phone on the table. And you may see it there and it may be beeping away and doing its thing, but you're not allowed to touch it. Um, So this is normally played amongst groups of friends, but I think it can definitely work in a one-on-one relationship as well. If you're out for dinner, there's my phone on the table. Mm. Okay, we're here to connect with each other. We've made that commitment. We've made that agreement. That's what we're here for. Mm. Phone's on the table. Whoever picks up their phone pays for the meal. Or if it's not that, you can think of something else. Maybe there's something else you don't like to do. Picking up the dog poo or packing yeah, the dishwasher. Something like... or, you know, you can you can make some kind of... Um, just, just making it fun and light. Yeah. But having some consequence for getting drawn into your phone it just brings awareness to your own behavior yeah it, it does bring because and I, and
1: I mentioned this before we went on a hey, we don't realize it when we start reaching for our phones. yes we don't see ourselves do it so that's a good exercise um now at what point do you think we should then start seeking help at what point should we say okay no this fubbing issue is getting too serious now i need to get in touch with me
2: Well, I think, you know, if you are going into depression, anxiety, those kinds of strong negative emotions, and you're not able to deal with that, um, that would be a good time to seek some help. And, you know, that's not necessarily that your relationship needs help. You Mm. can just work on these things. What is triggering me? Why do I feel so upset by this? What's going on Um, in the relationship? I think, you know, there are times where you just say, I'm walking away now. We've had this conversation and nothing's changed and it's not working for me. And Mm. have some respect for yourself and walk away. Um, But, of course, if you are in a marriage or long-term relationship, you have kids, then it's definitely worth taking a look at what's going on and and how you can deal with that. And it may just be a case of one or two sessions, sitting and looking at what your values are, linking your values, finding ways for the two of you to come together that's fulfilling for both of you. Yeah. And and I
1: I want to talk about how you actually work with couples because a lot of couples have considered couples therapy and talking about some of their issues, but there's a real fear. There's always a fear. So help us kind of settle some of those tensions you know one partner says let's go let's let's go and talk to someone so we can resolve some of our issues
2: look the way that I work is quite different to for instance going to see a psychologist um, where you would sit and talk out your issues so I'm not really big on couples talking out their issues mm. because they've talked and talked and talked and they haven't really sure. got anywhere yeah. <laughs> and and we see this with relationships that it's the same discussions and the same arguments that happen year after year after year and they don't get resolved mm. so when I work with a couple I will firstly sit down and look at their values so we, I have a process that I take people through where we actually determine what are your values. And then it's about teaching them communication techniques. So how can we take that and apply it to our relationship? How can we link what's important to me to what's important to you? Mm. Um, Teaching some basic communication skills. And then ideally what I do is work with each person individually. Okay. Um, What you find when you get two people in a room together, then, then it's just... You know, they they fight against but you did this and you did this and <laughs> Because one wants to
1: feel like they're the right one. They're yes, one everyone right. wants to feel yeah.
2: right. Yeah. So if I take them individually and I work with each partner um individually, then what we do is work on what are your triggers. Hmm. What are the things um your limiting beliefs about yourself or what have you learned from your parents? What is all that conditioning that you've got running in the background? They're like big red buttons, you mm. know, that the other person pushes all the time. And the reason they do that is for your own growth. Yeah. So I take each person on a process of growth where we figure out what those things are. We clear those things out. We clear out your emotional baggage that's holding you back mm-hmm. so that you can come fresh to that relationship. Yeah. You know, when you're not reacting to the other person because of your own past, then you can really get to know them. Yeah.
1: Mm. All right, so, so you, you work individually and then you do. So It's not so much about the talking out. thank goodness. That's
2: <laughs> Especially for the guys, you know. No. I, I get a lot of men who come to me and they're very, very nervous at first because they think they're going to have to come and talk about their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask the <laughs> like guy to a, talk about their no, feelings. No, they yeah. don't want to